You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pure Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have uh, Malia Endress from Glacier Veins. She's back for a part two, and that's for good reason, because today, their new record on Equal Vision, The World You Want to See, is out. It's out everywhere, Spotify, everywhere. You can get the vinyl, um, which I'm holding right now, which is gorgeous, and I'm super stoked for this record, guys. This band is amazing. They're from Portland, Oregon. You guys have heard them. Um, you know, EVR, uh, I was able to introduce them to Dan from EVR, which uh, worked out really well because they ended up really getting along, and the team ended up liking the band, and the record's coming out with EVR. So uh, stoked to be a little bit of a part of an amazing record from an amazing band. They are going to be huge, guys. It's going to be awesome. And so you need to check out Glacier Veins. Go check them out on Spotify right now if you want to. Uh, this episode, we went a little more towards uh, talking about the record because I felt it was important, and we're releasing it on release day. And, uh, yeah, I just feel... Uh, like being a little bit of a part of this record that we should talk about uh, the record itself, right? The songwriting process and, and what went into making it. Um, it's an amazing record. They completely outdid themselves. I knew they were going to make something great, uh, 
but you know they blew my mind they always do so uh go check out glacier veins right now uh and we're gonna have that conversation with malia in just a moment uh definitely go check out purepleasurepodcast.com uh that's the website for all your information on what's going on in the show and and all that business and then uh, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is my email. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas, and, and I've gotten a ton of guest ideas from people and some really awesome comments and, and reviews and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening, guys. So I appreciate having you guys back week after week. You know, you guys have, have supported me since day one. I'm glad you're still around. All you people listening for the first time, uh, welcome to the family. And uh, hopefully keep you around a long time. There's plenty of stuff to go back and listen to and catch up on. So, uh, well, guys, I don't have any sponsors this week either. I've been kind of keeping that clear because I like to keep these intros short and get right to the meat and potatoes uh, of the conversation. So without further ado, guys, let's get into my conversation with Malia Endress from Glacier Veins. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the head-banging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. 
Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Now you're giving part of the album away right there. <laughs> <laughs> that one's already out. <laughs> That's so funny. Man, so, well, with Dan, like, he, he, so, and I've just been starting these whenever. Like, like, there's no intro or anything like okay, that. Okay, we're like, just going for it. Hell yeah, we're just going for it. But uh, with Dan, he came to town. I think... I don't know if you guys met up when he was in town last. I, was he like just in town? It was like a couple months ago. Okay. And he was he was here with Steve um, from EVR, mm-hmm. and 
they were staying at a hotel over by me, like over by the airport, the Radisson. We were joking Radisson. about it because they said they've made it to the big time. They're staying at the <laughs> Radisson. And uh, we were going to record a podcast, so I was like, man, as I hadn't seen Dan in, oh man, like 15 years maybe? So, like, we always just communicate on the phone or on, on email or whatever, you know, because he comes over every once in a while, but I'm usually busy or, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> I go and met him at the Radisson. I brought all my stuff, and I was like, man, you know, we haven't seen each other in so long. Let's just catch up. So, like, Steve's sitting on the bed. I'm in the chair, and then Dan's in the other chair, and we just talked for a couple and you hours. Sneakily pressed record I on have, your. <laughs> but it, I was like, man, we're going to be talking a lot of insider baseball. Like, it's going to be a big <laughs> for sure. thing, you know? And, uh, yeah, so we talked for a long time, caught up. It was awesome. Like, we had a, a really good chat. But uh, he's super excited about you guys. Oh, yeah, let's see. Sure. I'm like, that was probably, I mean, yeah, it was over a year ago now when mm-hmm. you, because we put out circles like in October of 20. Oh gosh, 2018. Yeah, and then I think you probably hit me up like not long after that, mm-hmm. and um, and we first met up with Dan and Steph from Equal Vision in LA. Then in January of last year, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's been over a year now since we met them and started talking with them, <laughs> and that's so wild to think about because we are doing just a quick um, run of shows in California when we met them in LA, and. Then we were going to come home and start recording the album in February. And we had already had all those plans set up. And so it was kind of fun to bring our plans for the record with like Common Ground and combine it with having Equal Vision be a part of it too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He, we, we were going to, we're going to, he should be back this month. That's what I thought. We were in March and we were going to just do it then. And it was like, okay. let's just do the podcast then. We'll just catch up now because we were talking all kinds of stuff that we wouldn't put on. Yeah, well, I know. I don't know if he's going to be here for our um, release show. I would sure hope so. I know Steph is going to be here. Okay. So. He was going to come out for. uh, Hail the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. They're recording. I know. I think they might be in the studio right now. I'll have to check with them if that's announced. (laughs) Can Uh, we talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the second time that's happened mm-hmm. on the show where the internet exploded. Dewey's announcing like, the, yeah. <laughs> the new records. <laughs> no, they've posted Dewey. pictures out there in the studio. I've Have seen. They? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that band. Uh, that band took off. Mm-hmm. I they, remember they reached out a long time ago, and I was this was like when it was super early on, and I was like, man, these guys sound a lot like Circus Survive. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't know what I would ha- I would have to talk about. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, yeah, things just exploded. Yeah, I know, um, because they're from Chico, Mm -hmm. and Kyle, who plays bass in Glacier Veins, he's from Chico, and I think, so I think he, like, maybe knows them, just, or he's not from Chico, sorry, he went to school at Chico State. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of, like, a fun connection to have, and also maybe since, because they did Warp Tour, right? I'm sure they probably have. Yeah, and... They had to have done it, big time. Hey, look at that. Um... Yeah, and so I know Kyle was doing sound on Warped Tour too um, for a couple years. So he has some other like friends that he's met now too, who are now like Equal Vision like bands. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, these bands that like knew Kyle when he was running Sound on Warped Tour. Now we're like <laughs> on the same label, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's such a crazy family atmosphere over there. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we talked about I think before, but 
like once you're in the family, you're in the family. Like they'll take care of you, absolutely. And they're very honest, very honest. They don't overextend their means. Like it's just like when I reached out to him at the first time, I was just like, because I, I trusted him, you know. Like mm -hmm. if he liked it, he would do something with it that he knew he could do. Yeah, um, and I think too, like besides just having like a lot of bands that we like look up to and have listened to in the past, just like. I've been saying this when everybody asks, like, oh, how is it working with Eagle Vision? I'm like, just, like, on a personal level, it's, like, a really good match because everybody's just super, I don't know, we're pretty, like, one, like, low-key and, like, just kind of want to do our thing, and they're very much like that, too. <laughs> so it's a nice, chill, just really, like, friend, friend and family kind of yeah. vibe that we have with them. That's one thing you're going to get really sick of having to answer is that question is because it's literally like once once things start popping off, every interview is going to be like, all right, you have 15 minutes. And it's like, how's the tour going? How is it being on Equal Vision? Like, yeah. And you have to just like, yeah, it's great. You know, like what do you get? That's the one thing that drives me crazy. So like, what are you going to say? You're on tour, you're promoting a tour and they ask you how the tour is going. You're not having a good time. What are you going to say? No, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's same answer every time. That's I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess at least I would hope to say like, oh, well, no matter like how the tour is going, like you're out and you're traveling and you're mm -hmm. playing music and you're with your friends. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there can be bad things that might be going on or not bad things, but just whatever. Maybe it's just rough. Yeah. Maybe it's in the middle of winter and sure. you keep your van keeps breaking down or whatever. <laughs> but um just being able to like be out and like playing music and meeting new people and yeah. hopefully like you're playing with bands that you're becoming friends with and just having a good time it's like i don't know <laughs> can't really think of anything so bad if you're doing something like that sure you know? sure well so tell me so last since last time we talked all this has happened um i have the record right here <laughs> on vinyl which is amazing to see going from just the very beginnings to now, how have things changed for you? I mean, you were talking before we press record here about how busy things have become. What kind of things have been happening? So, like, what is going into promoting and putting out this record for you? Like, I've not put out a record in 17 years. So, what's it like now for this process? I mean, I feel like it's just a lot of communication with, because um, this record is out on with Equal Vision and Common Ground, mm -hmm. our previous, or the label who put out our last stuff. So it's like a collaborative um, release. But so there's a lot of communication between um, me and then Brit and Kat, who are mm -hmm. now are like our managers and um, Equal Vision too, and just kind of. I mean, we did more music videos and like focusing more on like art and the design and everything. So it's just like a lot of communication on that end of like, so up to like this point, like getting everything ready for all these like announcements and video releases and mm -hmm. single releases. And then obviously the album release. Sure. Um, so I was saying, cause yeah, I was talking about how it's been like busy, like just being in communication mm -hmm. with people and just trying to get everything all squared away. Sure. So are you doing like, is it like a daily call with Brit and Kat or is it like a... We just have our group chat going. Okay. Just yeah. a group text going and... <laughs> yeah. And just <laughs> constantly like, and see like we're, we're like, they're like my friends now yeah. too. And so sometimes I'm just like 
like we were all talking this morning. It's a Saturday. I'm like, mm -hmm. I <laughs> texted them at Saturday morning because I was trying to um, order some merch. And I was just mm -hmm. like, all right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. We're all kind of on that. Like, I'll just say it when you need to say it. Not like yeah. this Monday through Friday. <laughs> Sure. business um but yeah i was gonna say too with common ground and like moving from equal or moving like to equal vision after mm -hmm. having worked with them like that label acts as a family too mm -hmm. and so switching over um moving like to be with equal vision also it's been an easy transition because it's like we're still keeping this family vibe yeah with um all the people that we're working with sure and so that's really and nice Britt and cat have switched over to management for you guys mm -hmm. too but they're still doing common ground of course mm -hmm. but yeah they kind you of guys they've added on this new because they've not managed before have they well so they've i mean common ground i feel like has always been very much like an artist development label mm -hmm. and they do a lot of work like management work as the label um to help like grow their artist mm -hmm. and so they kind of just have rebranded their um label as a artist development collective so they're still gonna okay. put out records with ba new bands that they're signing um and then also with like us and other bands that they're trying to like switch into that management and mm -hmm. like help them continue to grow um if it's not on their label like another label sure okay so that's interesting and th i mean that's one thing i was glad that they were able to stay on and and keep growing with you guys you mm -hmm. know what i mean so one thing that i noticed in the new video uh, for driveway continuity thing was Jason had a beard and then didn't have a beard <laughs> in like different shots. So it was filmed on different Ooh. days, right? Or was this filmed? Oh yeah, that was definitely, I mean, my hair color changed too. That, See, that I didn't notice. Oh. I didn't even, no, I didn't notice that. Whoa, I just, okay. I, it was so like, I've never seen him without a beard before. <laughs> so like it was jarring when I saw him. I was like, what? That's Who is funny. that? The, oh. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> this was bad planning on our part was starting to shoot the video in the fall and winter mm -hmm. when we wanted to like have the sunshine yeah. like sunny day <laughs> you know what it. we it was like so we we filmed the inside part on it was in november mm -hmm. um and it was it was a rainy day like so we we're just like okay we'll just hang out and it's fine because um we're like yeah we're just hanging out with our friends like that's what we do like we're not always like outside we're mm -hmm. having like a chill chill day inside and then um life happened then it was the holidays and we're like okay and then it was like the new year and then we're like okay let's we got to get this other part the outside part done and yeah. it was just rain for like weeks straight and then we were like okay we have to do it this day because this is we just got to get it done mm -hmm. and we woke up that morning and there was sunshine and i was just like ah! i was so excited <laughs> i'm like we're doing it <laughs> Um, it was a little cold, but yes, there was some sun and some blue sky, and yeah. it wasn't raining. So I see everyone looked a little chilly. Like <laughs> you can tell, and I knew with Oregon, it is chilly. You know, time of year. But you I'm know, and bit. that's like. But the point is too. It's like it's not always hot days that we're sitting on the driveway. It's mm -hmm. if that sun is shining, and you're like you're feeling good, and you yeah. got a nice cold beer, and so this is the thing you guys do. Yeah. This is like an actual thing. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably do this in some way, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not on the driveway, but maybe you have your back patio. But it's actually like a yeah. thing that, it's like my family's thing that um, we'll do, like coming home from school or from work. It's always like we take out our little um, lawn chairs and mm -hmm. fold them out. And the sun hits like the front of our house. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's always like sitting on the driveway and like catching that afternoon sun at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> like it's in the summer, you get to sit out there later and sure. like moving your chairs as the shadows like start to. <laughs> And like, it's literally such a nice feeling coming home from, I remember when I was like going to school and like coming home from um, classes and just like, oh, I get to sit out in the driveway and just like, everybody's in a good mood. It's the end of the day. Yeah. The sun is shining and we just like sit out there and it's a good time to catch up and yeah. like talk about our days and just... That's interesting because it's a lot. It's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot less private than like a backyard or something. You mm -hmm. know, you're just kind of out there on display for the neighbors. <laughs> to the neighbors do the same thing, or they just kind of look at like, uh, oh, the yeah, well, are on there. Our house is kind of set back, and so it used to be pretty private. But then they built like these two big houses, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, their like windows just like look down onto our driveway, <laughs> and we always are like joking, like, I wonder what they're like thinking, because yeah. we just always are hanging out in the <laughs> like. <laughs> and just yeah i don't know one thing you'll see if you guys do warp tours anything like that like the the silverstein guys i think started this i don't remember it happening before this but they have the big you know the the trailer door that comes down in the back so they do that but they prop it up on cases so it makes it like a deck hilarious and they hang out on there all day like on the back of their the on their trailer you mean yeah so like <laughs> normally they come down and hit the hit the you yeah. know the ramp but instead, they put it up level mm. on some cases and sit out there, put like an umbrella on up little, there. On little deck. Yeah, come hang out on the deck. <laughs> That's hilarious. That sounds like a pretty smart idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of your family, since you and I have met and, and been doing this kind of stuff, meeting your mom and your sister and your dad, and your dad telling me his Lou Reed story, that was fascinating, about interviewing Lou Reed on oh. the radio. Because that guy hates interviews. <laughs> And how <laughs> it's just so funny. Your family's so nice, you know. Like they're just like literally, we're at, just at a show, and your dad just like goes into this this story about Lou Reed. But it was really fascinating. Yeah, like, it wasn't like the normal like dads are like, oh yeah, this one time we did this. Like, are you serious right now? Like, and yet he like had requested him or something because he liked him or something mm. like that. Like like I don't remember the whole story, but it was super interesting. But then your mom's always talking and and all these stories, and she's usually a little tipsy. I think, <laughs> No, so my mom just gets, like, really excited, and she is, like, the most extroverted person I know, and so she gets into, she's at shows, and she, like, now, like, my parents know all of everybody, like, they know mm -hmm. all the friends, and, like, they know you now, like, anybody who's, like, come to a show a couple times, because my parents usually come to all of our Portland yeah. shows and love to, like, talk to my friends and meet the people that, like, we're hanging out with and, like, working with. Um, and so, yeah, she just, like, thrives off of, like, getting to talk to new people. And, yeah, so she gets really pumped. And then I think, too, she gets excited just, like, seeing, getting to see me play and yeah. whatever. And so, yeah, it's it's nice. I do love having my parents coming to all the shows. And yeah. it is funny to, like, see them always, like, interacting with my friends. And they just come and they're like, oh, hey, and, like, giving people hugs. Yeah. And they're definitely part of, like, the Portland Glacier vein, or people call it Van Gang. Van Gang. Van Gang, yeah. That's <laughs> um, gross. That sounds really gross. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's. I, we didn't come I up like with that, it. but I, yeah, I don't it's really good. ever use it ourselves, but. Um, but no, there's like our friends and family, or like the people who always come to our Portland shows are always there, and it's yeah. like, yeah, my parents are part of that for sure. That's awesome. They So they, I mean, have they always been that way? Just super open with friends and stuff like oh just have them go over to our place like your place was like the place to hang out like you guys didn't really 
We always had friends like that where they, mm-hmm. there was a house where they never, like, you always went to their house because it was the fun house. Yeah. I think the parents did it on purpose because <laughs> they wanted to keep the kids, they like, they didn't want them going off not For knowing sure. what they're doing. We didn't have, that wasn't our house, okay. though. that wasn't your but house. But I think as, um, it's not like they didn't want people over. It's just, like, mm-hmm. there was other people who had, like, the cool basements with, yeah. you know. But, um, no, they... They're just my parents are just really like warm and like friendly people, and they like to meet people. And I think too, they like to be involved, um, and just kind of like know what's going on and like want to like be a part of it because they're they're pretty like they're pretty fun and hip, and they like to have fun and go to shows. So they kind of they're like, ooh yeah, it's sweet that my daughter is doing this, and yeah. we can come like be a part of the fun. Exactly, <laughs> in a touring band and having a blast. That's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about like making this record like I don't usually talk about this kind of stuff but I'm really interested on this one because it was like for one I was blown away when I heard it because I was like I I knew you guys were onto something like I I just knew it I heard that song then I went and saw the new stuff you were doing live it's like everything just seemed to be clicking like it was like they found what they're doing like what they want to do but then this completely blew my expectations out of the water and same with Dan like Dan Dan knew it was going to be good too but he's like we were texting back and forth like this is insane like, oh. like, I, I, yeah, like we knew it was gonna That's be good, sweet. but it's weird. like tell me about like you, this. So a year ago is what we were talking about how, when this was starting to blossom. Mm-hmm. How long before that were you writing the songs on this record? Well, actually, "Driveway" was probably the first song that I had written for this album, and like I wrote that in 2016, maybe even like 2015. Really? Um, yeah. And, and so that was the first song, but I've, I feel like we had started just like jamming that song, um, as a three piece with, um, Tyler and Kyle, like in like right after dream space came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. And then it was, I guess, yeah, I guess, I mean, circles was also kind of in that same time period of writing. And then we recorded that one, um, in 2008. 2018 2018 in like the summer and then it came out later that year but then we didn't start writing any of the other songs until the until yeah the summer and early fall of 2018 and I think talk was the first one that we wrote and then after that I guess it was just kind of everything was coming together from September until like January of 2019 September 2018 to January 2019 and at that point it was like I had a quite a few songs that were pretty much like written out more like pretty like structured and um music and lyrics at least like the rhythm guitar done um and so it was kind of like jamming and getting all the parts figured out for that and then like two of the songs um another feeling and everything glows were the two that those are, I'm pretty sure those were the last two songs that we finished, mm-hmm. and those were the ones that we all like started from scratch together, okay. pretty much. And I think, yeah, and I think I'm, I'm gonna speak for the whole band, but I feel like those are two of like our favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Perception is also, I think, a band favorite. Um, but so I think that's kind of showing the direction of the our writing process mm-hmm. moving more towards like that. Collabor, collaborating on writing, um, but yeah. Interesting, because that's one like that's one thing when they played those. I think it was talk and 
was Talk I, and Driveway. Driveway, yeah. That show at the Hawthorne Theater where you were playing, that's the two new ones you had played. And that's when I was like, okay, because I, I'd heard Circles. And I was like, okay, things are going this way. And then I heard the other side. And I was like, okay, they nailed it. Like, they're, they're, like this is it's it's starting to like sound like a sound, you know, more so. Because um, you know, up until that point, like there was bits and pieces that were going together and like into one thing. But then I could tell you guys were still like pushing, which is good. And then once it all came together, it was just it made sense, you know, like cool. When you're writing song, do you write a ton of songs? Like, and just have them, or are you literally like? Like the songs you put on, like the songs you wrote are on here. Like it's. I feel like I'm always working on like little pieces of songs, mm -hmm. and then the ones that end up, the ones that ended up on the records are the on the record are the ones that, like, really like stuck with me while I was writing, and mm -hmm. like it was easy to get a full song out. Because sometimes I'll, I mean, I guess like more recently I've been like. I'll start with like a little verse and then kind of mm -hmm. just like stuck on that for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the songs that just kind of flow out more easily are m the ones that made it onto the record, I would mm -hmm. say. Interesting. So you, so you like, so you'll sit on, you'll sit on something and just kind of have it in your mind for a little while and, and kind of mull it around. And then, so you bring it to the guys and then say, Hey, this is yeah. like you said, you started collaborating more on those last couple songs, but up until then, would you bring like a completed song to the table, um, or would you just bring like here's a verse, here's a chorus? No, I would say like maybe half of those songs I had like pretty much completely written, and mm -hmm. um, and then maybe like we would go back and change up the structure a little bit, but for the most part, like everything was pretty much done, and then it was just kind of looking into it more specifically and like okay, exactly what are we gonna do with. Mm -hmm this verse or this chorus or whatever okay but, yeah and then on this so also on this you were always you know talking with dreams and all that kind of stuff like <laughs> going from that kind of perspective what was the main the main driving force behind this as a whole i mean i think with like all of my songwriting it, i mostly just feel inspired to write when I'm like going through an emotional like period in my life whether that be like good or bad or when I just feel really strongly about something mm -hmm. um and so writing the album I didn't write it with any idea in mind but more I was just writing the songs when I felt super inspired mm -hmm. um and then kind of like the themes that come out of it or that came out of it were like just Oh, sorry. I know, it's okay. I was going to say, like, that was going to be so bad when, because I get, like, really, like, distracted with other things. But, um, but yeah, so some of the, like, the main themes were, like, just, I don't know, how, like, focusing on being aware of how you perceive the events in your life and the things that you're going through and just, like, looking at things in a way that are going to help you succeed and, like feel good about the life that you're living, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and so with like some harder like situations in life, like, I don't know, just like experiencing those emotions, but being like open to growing from them and like, yeah, seeing kind of like the cheesy, like, Oh, the doors closing, like other ones are opening and always yeah. just like knowing that, um, things are happening as they should happen. Yeah. 
And so there's no real reason to get like super caught up on missing out on something or something didn't happen that you wanted to happen because like ultimately you're going to end up where you need to be and just trying to like show people that idea, that mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like when I started to really take that into my life, I just became so much happier and Mm -hmm. feel like so much more at peace and yeah, happy just like with my everyday life. Were you were you in a in a bad space before then? I mean, not just a different outlook on life, I guess. Maybe more. Yeah, I mean, I think I would get kind of caught up on like little things not going the way that I'd like hope for them to go. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always like to, I always like envision things like happening like mm-hmm. a certain way, and then like when it didn't go that way, I would get super bummed out and just like be down for like a while. Um, I got you. But mm-hmm. yeah. And so, so you would take those small defeats and 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 uh, or even big defeats and just let them kind of crush you for a minute mm-hmm. and then react instead of moving forward right away or, or or finding a positive in it or finding any other kind of reason uh, to move forward. You would just kind of boom, mm-hmm. fall flat and then work your way back up again. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like being like, OK, this is this is the reality that's happening right now. Like I'm not going to be able to change it. And I don't want to like force any certain thing to happen in my life. You know, I just, um, I just, yeah. If it's, if you have to force it, it's like not going to be an awesome thing. You know, it might, you might think that's what you want, but if you have to force it, it's not like supposed to fit into your life. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between like working hard and forcing something for sure. Like, because people could say, you know, well, you have to, like, you know, bust your ass to do something. You know, mm-hmm. you want it. You're going to have to give everything for it. Not necessarily, like, there's a different way of doing that, you know, of, of having a clear picture and pushing towards something and then also forcing it, like, giving mm-hmm. up everything and then, like, something's clearly not working. What's that? The, 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 uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different <laughs> results. You know, there's a whole analogy about, like, a cookie recipe or whatever, like, you keep putting the same amount of chocolate chips and flour and sugar and salt in here and you're trying to make muffins like it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, trying to, yeah, the square peg round hole thing. I think like a main thing too is to set like more broad intentions of what you want. Like Mm -hmm. saying like, ultimately I just want to be happy and I want, I don't know, like success. How, and like whatever. And that doesn't even mean like you're like, making a bunch of money or like doing this it's just I want to like feel successful and like good about what I'm doing and so when you're just saying like oh yeah I just hope that whatever I'm doing makes me happy then you can just like be open to letting things come in and go that like come in and out that do make you feel happy instead of being like I I'm gonna be happy if this certain thing happens Mm -hmm. to me it's just like just say happiness come to me and then let the things come in and out and the things that make you happy that are going to stay are going to stay like yeah it's a big thing with with uh just being open to receiving things mm-hmm. like that like i think that's a lot of i think a lot of people confuse that for other things too of just being open like they talk about the positive mental attitude and stuff like that which leaves you open to mm-hmm. experience things and so you're focused on one thing you're down about this whatever you're going to experience things differently you're going to hear i mean the person like waves you at the street you're just like like what are they what's their problem you know <laughs> instead of like oh hey and oh then gosh. maybe your next conversation will be really positive you know yeah like, um 
yeah, it's just a weird, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. But but I think there's a something called The Secret or something. Like that. My mom was always trying to get me to watch this DVD called The Secret. About it's just about a positive mental attitude. Like think of what you want and it will come to you. Mm-hmm. You know. And what you're saying about success, like everyone has a different view of success. But if you think about it, having a lot of money just makes you rich. You're not successful. Yeah. You're just rich. There's tons of kids out there that did nothing and are rich because someone else worked hard. Mm-hmm. You know, being rich does not mean you're successful. But for some people, it does. Some people, it's like I don't have any more problems. You know, I don't have to worry about anything. Well, now you have to worry about everyone trying to take that money from you. Yeah. You know? uh, I think it's just like being like fulfilled, and then also like being able to like um, take care of your needs mm-hmm. would be a good definition of success. And so it's like, if you're really like focused on being successful, doing this one thing, like, and that doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. then you're bummed out about it. But if you're just like, help, like help me find what I'm supposed to be doing. That's going to like make me feel fulfilled. And I'm going to like be able to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think just that broad ideas and, going for that instead of those specific things is the best, like the most helpful way to just like feel happy in sure. your, your life. So you're talking like casting a wide net, like just casting mm-hmm. a wide net of a, this is the just of what I want to achieve or happen. Mm-hmm. And then pulling from all the little pieces that fit into that net to Definitely. kind of then shape where you're going. Exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah. A lot of people have like a detailed plan or like a, like a, um, series of events you know like of what okay then i'm gonna get this and then i'm gonna work towards this and well so wide net just leaves you open again like yeah let it happen and i mean i am all about like setting goals and setting dreams um and that's kind of like another thing that i hope people will take away from the album is to like hey like you have like dreams um and like you should do what you can to like work towards them Mm -hmm. but just not being so like not focusing all of your happiness on those dreams coming true because you know like in that process of like trying to make that happen Mm -hmm. things may change and you may find yourself on another path and so I think that's kind of like where the having the broad idea works but then also yeah like setting goals and like working towards them too is good like always making moves towards what you want and like if you're making moves towards happiness then like Sure. What's making you happy right now? Make move towards that and allow yourself to change as the path changes too. Yeah. What changed? What what made that change in you from how you used to take things to how you do things now? Like what was the what was the the turning point on that? Was it a certain event or like like you um, just kind of come into it? I think I I was living in the dorms. This is like when I was a freshman in college. I was living in the dorms for a while, and I just like wasn't super happy with what I was doing um, with like just my personal time and like my social life, really. And so I moved like back home, and I spent a lot of time writing music and just kind of hanging out by myself and doing things by myself. And that really helped me to figure out what exactly I wanted to do in my life. And so this that was like before I even started Glacier Veins too. And I wrote a lot of the like early music of Glacier Veins during that time period. And then I also read this book at that time called Manifesting Change. Mm -hmm. That's kind of has to do with like manifesting the things that you want into your life. And that was kind of a cool book to 
better understand that whole mindset Mm -hmm. idea. Um, And so then, yeah, just kind of reflecting with myself and having that kind of guide Mm -hmm. from the book just kind of changed my whole outlook on things. And yeah, I just started putting action towards, I realized that I wanted to play in a band. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just really focus on music because at that time I was studying Spanish in school and Mm -hmm. I was gonna go abroad I wanted to go abroad to study Spanish okay and then I was like man I really do want to play music I want to like be able to tour and stuff and so I kind of said okay I don't want to go abroad anymore but I want to stay home and I want to focus on like playing music and like Mm -hmm. getting to tour and stuff and so yeah I kind of made that whole switch and really like focus on the band and then started setting goals for that and just working towards that and things just happened yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe that kind of tells me that I'm on the right path because everything <laughs> seemed to just kind of flow pretty easily Yeah. from there. So Absolutely. There's a book uh, that, uh, oh, he was telling me about this. Um, Mike from uh, MXPX was talking about um, this this guy, Ryan Holiday. Have you, have you heard of Mm-mm, him before? I haven't. He writes all these books, but one's called The Obstacle is the Way. And it's kind of the same along the same lines, like finding like the way through that obstacle is the way to what you you know not going around it or making mm-hmm. shortcuts. And it's a pretty interesting book. Cool. Um, he's done a whole bunch. Uh, he's big into the stoicism stuff, where like, okay. like the Zen and stuff. Like, yeah. I'm in traffic because I'm in traffic. Like there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not gonna freak out. Like you know. Like, oh, for sure. Choosing your battles is a big, definitely big thing. And. Uh, it seems like you're you're starting to figure that stuff out pretty well, you know, like where you can just, like I say, leaving yourself open to, mm-hmm. to all these things. Like, was there any uh, significant event? You're talking about writing music when when uh, you know either really good or really bad things are happening. Was there any significant event on this record that really sparked something, or like, you know, in these songs? Because I interpret like what I hear in the lyrics, I interpret things, you know, the way I interpret mm-hmm. them. I don't may not know the story behind it. Was there like a big event that you know is on this record? Not, not necessarily. No, I would just say a lot of it is reflecting on my reflecting. Okay. Because um, Dream Space, our last EP, was kind of me getting into really like following my dreams and mm-hmm. focusing on that. And then some of these songs too are just kind of reiterating that idea of like hey, like you have control over how you're experiencing your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's pretty much that, I would say. And that's where the record title came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that comes from the song Perception. That's Mm -hmm. like a lyric from that song. But I think overall, it all kind of fits into that whole idea of just like, you can see the world however you want to see it. Like, And I mean, not the world, but like your life, like, what you're going through mm-hmm. like yeah yeah you can choose your own path mm-hmm. you can you can let people put uh limitations on it and things like that but you can literally do whatever you want pretty much i mean it's yeah well and it goes back to what you're saying about the whole you're sitting in traffic and instead of like getting mad about it you're mm-hmm. just like oh sweet this is a nice time to sit here and maybe think about something that i've been wanting to think about or like looking out the window and just kind of mm-hmm. taking in the space that you're in yeah it's like and when you arrive at your destination if you were super 
just upset, you're going to still like be kind of fuming when you get to where you are. <laughs> or if you took that moment to meditate on just your yeah. space and your surroundings, you're going to get there and you're going to feel pretty nice. Sure. And it's going to just continue like going to the rest of your day, honestly, is going to be affected by how you handled a certain tiny situation like that yeah, you know something you really have no control over yeah exactly it's uh, yeah that's one thing about you that's always is you're always smiling you're, you're always you're always positive you know like i'm sure there's times you're not but like the, <laughs> the i mean of course not everyone's positive all the time but you always seem so positive you know and and enjoying what you're doing yeah, you know? i like i am i feel like yeah, I really like whenever I'm out and like seeing friends and like seeing music, I'm like happy. I'm like grateful to be here and doing the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah, like I get upset about things and uh, um, sometimes I need to like take some time to like reflect on why I'm feeling a certain way and also like communicating with people to understand. But like for the most part, like we live in like, I mean, I, I live in Portland. It's, like, so fun to be around here and, like, go out. I have a lot of good friends. I have a really, like, nice family. So I don't have, like, a lot to be super upset about. Sure. But, yeah, you can always see. I mean, you can still feel that way, you know, like mm -hmm. you're saying. Like we're, oh, yeah, I love to feel emotion. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> good and bad. <laughs> yeah, I love to put on a nice rom-drum yeah. and cry about it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my my wife and my stepdaughter watch those all the time, and it's just and then she'll look at me, and I'm just looking at it like, oh, geez. some of them are the worst things I've ever seen. I can't handle it, like the Lifetime movies and stuff like that. Like the, or, but she's watching like, um, what the like Hugh Grant movies or like the uh, the most outlandish things. Like there's, what's that one? You may have seen it. It's about music. The guy like writes music for movies or something, and. Uh, Oh, what's it oh. called? Uh, he's got like a. Is it Begin Again or Once or? No, Once. Once was amazing. Oh, you, I totally. Do you love that movie? I haven't seen it. You I'm have just, not seen I'm, Once. I'm just thinking of the movies that. Oh, oh I totally. Oh, I'm wondering what. Is it Begin Again? Is that the? No, it's it's a Hugh Grant movie, and he he like scores movies and commercials and stuff, and he's he he's a songwriter, trying to write a song for this big artist or whatever he's trying to sell the song to and it's him recent. and Drew Barrymore I think it's Drew Barrymore oh. they write the music together and like huh oh my god I'm but really bad at cheesy. movies so I don't know my yeah. my knowledge of that isn't great if you don't if you don't watch once just listen to the soundtrack oh yeah we all know that one song well the one song yeah. but the <laughs> others are super intense okay what's his name oh. Glenn Hansard Glenn Hansard he puts out a ton of music. Okay. Like plays the crystal bar and stuff. Like, well, he won a Grammy for it or an Oscar. Oscar? Yeah, there's an Couldn't Oscar for you. music. Right? <laughs> this was a long time ago. But that movie is, I, I stand by that movie. That music cool. is insane. Like All it's, right, well, it's I'll really add good. it to my my long, long list, list of, of movies <laughs> to watch that I <laughs> don't even Don't even watch the movie. Just, watch, just, oh, watch, just listen, listen to the, the soundtrack. Okay. When you find the songs that really hit you, Go watch like the scene from the movie mm -hmm. that it's in, and you'll see like the emotion behind it. It's pretty brutal. Like, I mean, I feel like screaming <laughs> parts on that. Thing. Okay. Like sh just brutal. It's nuts. Huh. It's a good. It's a good movie. Sweet. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Not exactly a rom com, but it's it's. Uh, rom drum. Rom drum. Yeah, drama. 
romantic so, drama. Yeah, drama. with the emotion, you okay. know, hits you deep. I've never heard that. You just said that a minute ago, <laughs> and I thought you meant rom-com. Oh, no, yeah, rom- didn't say romantic anything. drama. Romantic drama. Yeah. What's an example of one of those? The, um. Oh my gosh! I've not like, heard. I well, put you on the spot now. I, I like to. Uh, I'm trying to think of like. You know, I feel like here the most broad example. I actually haven't seen this movie though, but this is a good example. Is the Notebook, romantic okay, drama, where people are crying, but it's it's. Like there's a like happy yeah, there's a heavy sense. like romantic theme, and but also like you know there's some some emotion uh-huh. like hard thing going on that makes that's why it makes you emotional. Yeah. Do you cry in movies? Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> For a rom-drom, of course. I do ever since I had kids. I <laughs> cheer up all the time. It's awful. Like, I'm just sitting there just like, oh. I know. That feeling like you just can't, yeah, everything hits you differently. It's it's absolutely awful. Yeah. But <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to talk to you about too, and I was listening to this song again on the way over here, uh, in it's Impermanence? Imp- oh, words. yeah. Imper- so what is that band? Is that just a project band that like people get together and make music and then have other people sing on it? Mm-hmm. So is it 09 or just 9? 09. It yeah. is 09. Okay. That's, I never know how to pronounce these. <laughs> Did you mean 09? Did you just mean 9? But put an O in front of it so it searches differently. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so when... So EJ and Chancellor are the two guys who are okay. 09. And when they came to me about that project, they had introduced it as like kind of saying like, oh, you know how like producers make like beats and then have different um, artists like sing on it. They wanted to do that, but as a rock band. So they would like make rock songs mm-hmm. and have different singers sing on it and actually ej is the guy who did the three music videos for this record um but we yeah we worked on um this song before we worked on the music videos Mm -hmm. um and so yeah they yeah they just i knew ej through people and so he asked if i wanted to do one and i was like yeah down and that was fun and we got to work with justin abel who did our record Mm -hmm. too and so i was like oh yeah an excuse to get back into the studio with justin like count me in awesome (laughs) so did you write the lyrics for it and everything i did i i used um like the theme that ej had like wanted the song to Mm -hmm. be about and just some he had written some ideas lyric ideas but i kind of just used that as um inspiration and kind Mm of wrote the lyrics off of that okay but. this when i when i heard this i saw the the, the teaser for it or whatever and I, I heard the song it was awesome because it was like a totally different style mm-hmm. and hearing your voice on that music it was it was awesome like it was red so like i was like man you could literally go anywhere and do anything like you could be like the you know singing with hip-hop people are oh. like like uh just the the it really showed your versatility oh, i appreciate you know what that because I mean? like you guys i mean your stuff Every song's a different song. Every song sounds different than the other. Like it's, you can tell it's Glacier Bane's. Like this record's very uh, cohesive. Like it's, it, it flows together really well. But it's not like cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of uh, variety on it. But then hearing you go into a whole different style and shining over that was like, like that's the best part of the song. Like it was that, and not to, you know. Uh, the word I'm looking for here, um, like toot your horn or whatever, like, but the, like that was the best part of that song. 
is your is yeah. your vocals. I appreciate that. And it took that song to a whole other level because the song's great, but the vocals took it to a whole other level. And then just thinking about how many different things you could do, mm-hmm. you know. You got I was that gonna range say, and you just uh, you just like you just have a good vision. Like, like you can tell it cool. just kind of like you knew what you were going to do. I was gonna say that like the thing that's the same about that song and the Glacier Vein song is kind of like the um, like the emotion behind it mm-hmm. I think too because for me it doesn't seem too different from songs that and like in my opinion I don't think it's very different than stuff that I would write but maybe it's because it is something that I like I helped write you know um, and so it didn't feel like I was going out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. really or doing something totally different because I don't know at the emotion and like vibe of the song was there like i was really feeling it so yeah the video it felt too, pretty like natural it's very like there's a lot of emotion in the video too mm-hmm. like the performance you know um it's yeah it was awesome like i was so stoked to see that sweet it thanks near, it's like that that uh the part in the end of uh talk where that if people think the song's over mm-hmm. and then it kicks back in with like the super heavy mm-hmm. like it was almost bringing like it was almost like bridging the gap between Glacier Veins and 09 oh, like where, and that song was that, for sure yeah yeah that the, the hits and everything were just I mean I want to know about that part actually because that part like stands out to me on the record it's like mm-hmm. a standout part like did you you wrote that part or did you guys write that there in was, the room there was a more simplified version of that part that I had written and then we all kind of was were like, let's, we should change it up a little bit because it seemed pretty just like basic, I think, mm-hmm. in a way. Or I don't know. It's just like we wanted to do something different with it. And so I, I think Tyler ended up writing like the more riffy, like, do, 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 So, but yeah, that one, I don't know. Because that one, like I wrote so long ago with, and that was just like, emotion coming out when I wrote the initial part of that um and yeah it was cool to is that a breakup song a breakup song well, not a breakup song but it sounds like <laughs> it's like like uh, a, a relationship song yeah with a narcissist possibly like, it's, <laughs> uh, this seems like no I don't know no um but like there's no you know it was just like all kind of thing where it's like you know just like miscommunication mm-hmm. and that's like what the talk talk is or lack of communication i guess yeah um but yeah no so i think it was cool to getting to like focus on the music and that and that's definitely something different than what we normally do Mm -hmm. too so it's fun to do something like new yeah with it and yeah it's a fun part to play (laughs) yeah Yeah, you guys are rocking out the part came in i was just like what am i seeing here this is awesome (laughs) i think i was clapping with everyone else because i thought the song was over and then it just kicked back in i was like okay perfect this is my new favorite part right here yeah it's absolutely perfect (laughs) it's it's funny to have those moments i feel like on one of our old songs too grows back slow Mm -hmm. has a moment of like oh song's over yeah and then kicks back in again it's awesome (laughs) So what's what what's the next plan for for what's so we're recording this early of course we'll put this out on release day but this episode out on the release day but what's next so tour touring like touring coming up yeah I mean, so we are playing our release show mm-hmm. in Portland on March first so Blackwater, two days right. after the record yeah where is that I've never been there um it's on Broadway it's like 
couple blocks just that right way. Down the street. Uh-huh. I want to say like 8th and Broadway. Okay. Um, it's all vegan food. And yeah, it's like a punk bar. Okay. Um, so it is a bar. Yeah. Okay. But they do all ages shows, which is good. Oh, excellent. Obviously. Okay. Um, and yeah, we actually, we're going to be talking about this on Monday. I think we're going to announce that we um, have been working with Cascade Brewing to make a beer. There you go. For driveway. Okay. It's called the Driveway Hazy. Nice. Um, and we're going to release the beer on the Saturday after the album comes out. Okay. Or if this is in the future. It is in the future, yeah. <laughs> yesterday. yesterday. Oh, wait, no. no. Oh, wait, no. Tomorrow. Yeah. It comes yeah. on on Friday. On Saturday. So you're not going to have the beer at the, at the show. Oh, but wait. No, we okay. are. Because the, okay. the show's happening okay. after the album comes out. So Friday, the album's Correct. out. February 28th. Last day of February. Actually, it's a leap year, so we got leap Son day. Yep. So the I'm 29th, the, the Saturday, we're going to have the beer release party at Cascade Barrel House. I think that's what it's called. It's on Belmont. Okay. Um, and then the next day will be the release show on Sunday at Blackwater, mm-hmm. and the beer should be on tap there, too. Wow. Yeah. That's excellent. I'm pretty excited about that. And it was sweet because Cascade like had us be such a part of the process uh-huh. um mike who's their head brewer had us come in and like smell hops and pick the ones that we wanted in it and then the day that they did the brew like we got to go in and literally like pour the hops into the big tanks uh-huh. um yeah and so it's i think it's still in the process of being made right now okay um but it'll be Cans ready to bottles? drink it's just gonna be in kegs on tap at bars and okay. stuff Perfect. yeah so they're not gonna can it yet no, um, I don't know if it's gonna get canned at all. But you can go, you can get it at the Barrel House or at like any of the Cascade Brew brewing locations, I'm sure. And then yeah, it'll be at Blackwater. Okay. And then I think we might look into getting it at some other um, venues and bars that we like to go to around town. Was he just a fan of the band? Like, how did he? How did you guys go? Well, the beer collaboration was something that we've wanted to do for a mm-hmm. while, and like we've been talking about it with like Brit and Cat from Common Ground for a while, okay. and so. We just reached out to a couple different um, breweries in Portland, yeah. and they were the one that like got back and seemed pretty like stoked on the idea. Okay. And so, yeah, it's been cool to like create that relationship because there wasn't really a relationship there before. Mm-hmm. We were just like, hey, like, do you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, that sounds fun. And that's how things work. Though. Yeah, that's what's cool about it. Yeah, that's the best part is how things happen. Like, Definitely. Oh, said hello here. Or did, you mm-hmm. know, like you just reached out with an email, and then twenty years later, still working. Uh huh. Exactly. Know? Man, that's fascinating. That's awesome. So there's been some other bands that have done that, like a like a, a promotional beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, you, know, you can, or I think MXPX did that. And then I like, saw uh, Senses Fail had like their Senses Pale on their last tour. <laughs> Darkest Hour did it too. What was it called? Oh my God! Uh, over in DC, it had an awesome name, but it was mm. a. Uh, God, I don't remember. Anyways, it was, but they got to kind of collaborate too, and it's, it's so interesting. Portland's a big beer town, of course, mm-hmm. but like how into beer people are, like, like very into beer, and, like that's, and that's such a cool marketing thing too to have that around. You know, I wasn't sure. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked here. It was just from emailing, like checking out who wants to do this idea. Yeah, exactly. The driveway hazy. So is it a is it IPA? I think like technically. It's not an IPA, but I, it, it, I don't know. There's, there's all these like, I guess, things that have to be a certain thing for it to be like technically claimed an IPA. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but so I think it's, 
a hazy haze. I don't know exactly. Mm. Someone was asking me about it too, and I'm like, the driveway hazy. I'm like, don't <laughs> ask any more questions. No, but yeah, it was initially supposed to be a hazy IPA, but I think based on like the ABV and IBU situation, it's that technically not. Volume. Yeah, and okay. the in- internal bitter units. That's the IBU. <laughs> That's beyond that's, my mind. I don't yeah. know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the more hoppy beers have a higher IBU. Okay. And then obviously like the ABV is just like alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Man, I'm learning all kinds of things today. Rom drums. Yeah. Rom drums. I'm going to mention that when I get home. What are we watching? The Notebook? What are we watching <laughs> I think we're watching uh, Abominable. My daughter wants to watch the this. Snowman? It's a Yeti movie or something. <laughs> cool. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be excellent. You have go. you have you got Disney Plus yet? Have I? Oh no, I'm just I'm waiting for someone to hit me up and slide their Disney Plus info into my DMs. Okay. Anybody out there want to do that? I could, <laughs> I could possibly do that. I don't know how many we signed up for, but I'd or I just go to my friends and watch Boy Meets World with her. How old were you when Boy Meets World came out? Because I watched Boy Meets World, and I'm um, 37. Well, I'm 24. <laughs> I'm glad. Do you watch Saved by the Bell too? No. You got to get into that next. That one. I mean. Or the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years is a uh, classic. Have you seen that? No. Oh. My God. Okay. So the Wonder <laughs> Years is uh, Fred Savage, Ben Savage's brother. It's it's so good. <laughs> and it holds up absolutely. I see what you're talking about right now. My headphones came off, and now I can't oh, and hear now anything. it's like distracting with any other conversation. I know I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm trying to zone in. I usually just have one so I can hear the room too. But, uh, so, yeah, we got to get you guys on tour with Coheed. We got to get you on tour with like so many. So many. There's so many good opportunities on this record. Bad. I mean, yeah, like touring is our like main goal now mm-hmm. that we have the record. It's just like. We want to be out touring as much as we can be. Yeah. So we want to get out there. You're going to get on a Hail the Sun tour? Or? Ooh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> you call Dan. Arm wrestle him. There are some are some of our label mates who we definitely love to go out with. Mm-hmm. Sleep on it and Young Culture, for sure. Okay. Um, some of the friends. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I am so stoked for the world to finally hear this. I've been jamming this thing for a long time now. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, it has been. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and I can't believe it's like two weeks away. Yeah, it's going to feel good. You're going to be able to then move on from oh. it, too, and keep going, you know? Like, you'll be able to. Well, it's today. Now now it's today. It's I know. Today. Whoops. This is wink, all. wink. I just put out a podcast that I did a year ago. Because I lost it on a hard drive and found oh, it. Oh shoot! Oh hey, so I ended up like, hey, yeah, that podcast did a year ago. I just came out. So <laughs> people know it's all in advance. But uh, well, awesome. Well, Malia, thank you so much for yeah, coming back. Uh, you're now in the very small group of two timers on this. Ooh, on this show, cool. like just four, maybe less. That's three sweet. Or four. Well, yeah, so much has changed since then, and like you've been a part of this journey now, helping us very get small with part. Equal Vision on it. So, <laughs> sent an email. That's all. <laughs> you well. guys, like I said, you guys delivered the record, which is fantastic. Like if it was anything less than fantastic, Dan would probably never take it. In, you know. And I, so when I when I heard it, it was just like this is this is perfect. Aww. Like this is awesome. So, but that's Thank a you. lot of work on your guys' part. You know. I appreciate and, it. Uh, 
a lot of hours in the practice space, a lot of hours in the studio, late nights. You know what I mean? I sent an email. That's all. But uh, I'm so glad that it's working out. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's so awesome to Me see. Me too. So thank you. I wish you all the luck on this record. Sweet. But, uh, awesome. Yeah, all right. Thank you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Malia. This is a part two. If you want to go back and check out the part one that we did a few years back, uh, definitely go back and do that. Uh, that was way before this album was was even a concept. So um, if you want to hear her perspective back then, go check it out. Otherwise, head over to Spotify, listen to the record, go to EVR, buy the uh, EVR.com uh, or Equalvision, Equalvision.com, I believe is the website, and uh, pick up your vinyl copy of The World You Want to See, and let me know what you think, guys. Let me know what you think. Hey, shoot me an email, uh, text, whatever, if you have my number. Shoot me, shoot me some uh, some reviews of that record. I would love to hear what you guys think because I'm I'm enthralled with it. It's fantastic. So uh, big thanks to Malia and the Glacier Veins crew. Big thanks to Dan Sanshaw at EVR for uh, listening to me and <laughs> and checking them out. And uh, you know I don't send him music very often, so uh, yeah, big shout out to him for for coming through. Hopefully it works out well for everybody. And. Uh, yeah, guys, I don't have anything else. I'm just stoked that this record is out. This is a Friday released episode. We're going to have another episode out on Tuesday, the usual day, uh, coming up uh, next week. So it's going to be a short uh, short turnaround time. I hope you guys enjoyed the 10 days of uh, Daily Dose of Peer Pleasure, where I put out 10 episodes over Monday through Friday, the first two weeks of February. Uh, hopefully you guys have worked your way through there. I took a week off after that just to give you guys time to work through those episodes. So hopefully it worked out. Uh, I can't tell from my end. I think it went great, <laughs> but, uh, it was felt good to get all those episodes out. There's some good stuff in there and, and, uh, yeah, you guys have been awesome. So, all right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I got stuff to do, uh, but we will see you next week. And as always, we'll see you on the radio. For a head-bangingly good time, dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact 
of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 